going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 19 of the baseline here, Eddie, and back with Zach. Uh, I'm going to do a quick episode today. So, first, we're going to start off with Bryce Harper coming back. And, dude, he's been playing really good for them. Like, for to come back off of Tommy John surgery early as people expected this guy to come back in June. And the guy came back beginning of May, second game, going five for getting on base five times is ridiculous. So I got to give my credit to Bryce Harper. And honestly, dude, the Phillies have been hitting very well. It's just their pitching has been not very good. Kevin Long, a great hitting coach. Everyone in that lineup's ripping the ball. Castellanos is having a hell of a year. Even their bench, Brandon Marsh is having a wonderful year. Stotts did amazing to start the year. Like this, especially with Bryce Harper coming back, could be very dangerous because one through nine, that lineup is hitting amazing to start up the year. The pitching, like I said, hasn't been the best. So I'm seeing, I'm guessing once this pitching uh, starts to get in the groove of things, the Phillies are going to be a team to be in the National League, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Bryce Harper coming back early. I know they said he was supposed to come back somewhere around the All-Star break, whether it was, you know, a week or two before. But, yeah, I mean, he came came back early. He's been playing well. I mean, he isn't showing any signs of, you know, lasting issues with his Tommy John surgery. I mean, he already has seven hits on the season. I mean, he's coming out strong. Uh, but like you said, the Phillies, they have a solid one through nine lineup. I mean, you have Trey Turner, you have Schwarber. Now you have Bryce Harper. I mean, Nick Cassianos has been coming up, crushing the ball. Schwarber and... Trey Turner are kind of spotty. I mean, they'll have games where they're getting on base a lot, you know, hit extra base hits, home runs, but striking out a lot. I mean, a lot of swings and misses. And I mean, we've seen what Kyle Schrober could do. I mean, he came second place last year with most home runs in the league, but he just seems like he's getting either too aggressive or just getting too in his head about pitches. I mean, we went to see him. He was Hoping to see him hit hit well, hit a home run, but I mean he's just in his head too much. I think. I mean, like I said, obviously we can see what he what he can do, but I mean, it just seems like they're struggling a little bit to start the year. I know that Bryce Harper is uh, probably going to be moved to first base at some point in the year. Obviously, they're not going to just throw him out on the field. Just got off Tommy John, sir. You don't want to risk any other injuries. Uh, any in any injuries upon this one. Uh, but I saw that – I see that uh, he's – they don't want him sliding, but, like, everyone on – like, I see him, like, slide. There was a one – he had a double where he slid in second base and everyone's in the stands was like, oh, shit, don't get hurt. But, like, I never seen a player come back from Tommy John better or as good as they were before. And I have to give it to Bryce Harper. For you to get on base five times in your second game back and how long is very, very impressive, and I'm excited to see – I'm hoping this guy can stay healthy because I love seeing great baseball players play. Like an example, this is Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom, in my opinion, could have been possibly the greatest pitcher to ever step foot on an MLB mound, but and but injuries killed the guy. We see the guys on the, the IL again for the Rangers. Injuries suck, but I'm happy to see Bryce Harper coming out and killing it. I think the guy is one of the best players in the MLB, and I'm excited to see what he can do from here on out. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, and moving Bryce to first, I don't think that's a bad, a bad move. I mean, they lost Reese Hoskins. I mean, obviously he was one of the better hitters in their lineup. I mean, came up really, really well at the end of last year. I mean, 
did well, but I mean, definitely losing him was a big, big part of probably how well they're playing right now. I mean, the amount of wins they're, they're getting, but I mean, you bring Bryce Harper back. If he's feeling healthy, they feel confident with him, use him there for a little bit. Maybe use him for the rest of the year at first base if everything goes well, but I mean, I don't think it's a bad move. On our next topic, we're going to talk about Otani's possible contract after this year, and it's going to be ridiculous. The guy's pitching amazing. His bat is is one of the best in the league as of right now, and it was when he got into the league. Like, the guy ain't slowing down. Uh, he's in his 30s. <clears throat> I think he's like I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm 100 percent correct. I think he's like 33, 34. But yeah, I don't know if he, I don't even know if he's in his 30s yet. To be honest, he's like 28, 29. Really? I thought he was over 30. Uh, no, he's 28. Oh. 29 in July. Oh, well, Tony, then he. There's no slowing this guy down. I don't know why I thought he was 33. I thought he was 33 because I don't know. Honestly, I just thought he was pretty old. But, yeah, this guy is going to make at least 700 mil somewhere. I see that they're going to – that uh, the people are saying that Mets and Padres are going to be used to bring the prices up, and then uh, he's going to end up with the Dodgers because they think L.A. is just going to pay whatever they possibly have to to get this guy. But it's going to be ridiculous. If Cohen could sign the guy, I'd be happy as hell. Like, I think the guy is the best player in baseball right now and I think he possibly could go down as the greatest baseball player ever if he could keep this up throughout his yeah. career like he is a monster for you to go out there and throw a sub to ERA and hit a 300 over 300 with and you're going to be crushing over 40 home runs a year is ridiculous like the guy is going to be an MVP talks not only he was an MVP he was oh I'm sorry he won MVP two years ago and was uh the front uh runner-up last year like he's gonna be in the mvp talks for his whole career like there's no stopping this guy like this guy is throwing 102 fastballs disgusting off speeds and hitting the ball 450 feet like it's disgusting he's gonna be paid probably 650 mil 700 mil in my opinion that's probably what he's gonna end up with but it's gonna be ridiculous how much his average uh it's gonna be how much he's making yearly it's gonna be disgusting yeah, I mean, I've seen people talking five, five, five fifty, six, six hundred mil for anywhere from ten to fourteen year contracts. I haven't seen like one solid number that they're going with, but yeah, I mean, I we went to this year. I said he's probably will probably be in the MVP race. I was hoping Judge was going to be the front runner again this year, but. As of right now, I say Otani pretty much has it on lock for the AL MVP. I mean, maybe even a Cy Young if he keeps switching the way he is. But, yeah, I mean, I think whatever whatever money he gets is going to be well-deserved and it's going to be well-earned. Well I mean, he's definitely probably the best baseball overall baseball player in the league right now, and I, that pains me to say. But, yeah, I mean, he it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. It's going to be exciting to see who ends up picking him up. I don't think he'll stay with the Angels. I mean, I could, like I said before, he, I could see him probably staying in California, whether it's Giants, Dodgers, Padres, something like that. But at the end of the day, it's whoever has the biggest bankroll. I mean, not 
how do I want to put it? It'd be tough seeing someone that picked up big players in the offseason this past season spending that much on one player. But then again, I mean, Dodgers, Padres, they do have a big fan base. I mean, they do have a big revenue stream coming in. So, I mean, they could very well probably afford something large, maybe not a $500 million contract, but I don't know. I mean, it's ramping down. We'll see where it goes. I wonder if he's going to take a pay cut to stay in California, like in LA Cali, because like you saw how Trey Turner, the Padres offered him more. He ended up affiliate. Like, I wonder how much like the Mets are going to offer him. Like how, like, it's just going to be crazy how much money this guy is going to be making. Like he's going to be getting so many offers from so many different teams. Like it's going to be disgusting to see how much he passed up because I feel like if, even if Cohen were to offer him more, I think he's going to stay in uh, LA no matter what. So I don't know. I just don't think Otani coming to the Mets is like, I don't see that happening, but I definitely see us like in Cohen running up the price because I definitely feel like the Dodgers are going to end up paying like 650 mil, 700 mil for this guy because there's no, I, we've never seen anything like this. The other, the only pos, the only, like, I feel like two best players I've watched growing up are on the same team Mike Trout and Otani. Like, Mike Trout, in my opinion, is the greatest baseball player to ever step foot on the diamond, but. It, also, I think Otani could be very, very right, like close to him because I think in the end of Otani's career, he's gonna end up as number one. Like I really do think this guy's gonna end up as the greatest baseball player to ever live because he's just ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, and it sucks seeing two players as good as Otani and Trout are being on a team like the Angels. Not say like the Angels aren't doing terrible to start the season so far, but. They Trout's been there for how long now? Adonis has been here for a couple of years now. They haven't made a playoff run. They haven't even made playoffs, I, I think, since Trout got there. But it sucks to see two players of that caliber being stuck in a team that just isn't going to go anywhere. You want to see them win their, wing, win their rings. You want to see them win games. But it's tough. It's tough putting all that pressure on two guys like that. Plus, Trout's been dealing with injuries for the past few years, too. So now we're just going to go on to our weekly updates on our favorite team. So now we got first the Yankees, and you can start off first with them. I don't know, man. Coming into this, coming into this year, I thought we were going to have a stacked lineup, a stacked rotation, and it, we're, we're fifth place in Yale East right now. I, I don't. I, I I don't even know what to say because I can't even really make excuses for anything. Like we're just not playing to our full potential. I mean, granted, pitching wise, we're kind of struggling right now without Rondon, and who knows when the hell he's coming back. We lost Judge for a few days because he got hurt. I mean, just it's it's just tough. It's just tough to really watch. I mean, we're we're playing so well, like defensively and all but we just can't get the bats going to the caliber we need them to be. I mean, past few days playing the athletics, bats have been going, a lot of people hitting home runs, but it's the athletics. You've got to be doing that shit against other teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for anybody, but 
just you just got to find a groove. I don't know. I did not think we'd be in last place in the AL East to start the season. At all. The AL East is stacked, though. Like, but yeah, and I mean that's what I mean too. Like, I got to give give credit to the you know the Orioles and stuff too. I mean, the Orioles are playing their hearts out. The Rays are playing their hearts out. The Blue Jays are playing extremely well. I mean, the Red Sox, they're still the Red Sox. I mean, they're still not doing you know tremendous, but for them to be above us in the in the standings right now pisses me off. Yeah, I feel like definitely getting Bader back is a huge help. Bader is a monster. His last since he's been back, he's batting almost a five hundred. Already has yeah. three home runs, I believe. He had a he had a three run home run today earlier against the Athletics. Like Bader is one of the best center fielders in baseball. And having him back is gonna be huge, especially when well, Judge came back yesterday. Yeah. So especially when you have your full outfield. Uh and like you said with Rodon, I saw that he has chronic back issues. Who the hell knows when he's gonna be back? But like I like we said before, like just keep the guy out until he's fully healthy. You don't want to rush the guy. You have Garrett Cole's pitching, uh, who's pitching really good. Who's the best pitcher in baseball, in my opinion. He had a rough outing uh, the other day against the Rays, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. But his ERA is still at a one point three something. So like, yeah, I Garrett mean, you're gonna Cole, have bad outings, but. I mean, he's still pitching lights out regardless. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to let one game say, oh, well, Garrett Cole's yeah. done for the year now. Like, it happens. Yeah, Garrett Cole is probably the best pitcher in baseball right now. Like, I hate to admit it, but I feel like he's probably going to end up winning AL Cy Young if he can keep it up at this pace. But yeah. how I said with Bader, like, he, he is one of the best center fielders in baseball. And I just feel like your lineup – uh, has been dealt with a lot of injuries. Injuries have been killing the Yankees this year, early in the year. But once that, I feel like obviously, like you guys are twenty-one and seventeen, I believe, in last place in the AL East. Yeah. You guys are over five hundred. You guys will end up in third, second, I believe. I feel like there's no catching up to the Rays at this point. The Rays are just gonna be in first the whole year because, yeah. like, I mean, they got off of that hot start beginning of the year, and that's that's t- like I said. A couple of weeks ago, you really got to let like they got to hit, you know, a drought and lose a yeah, lot of games for anybody to drought. really catch up to yeah. them. Yeah, like they have to hit a huge drought really in order for any team to catch up to them. Even the Baltimore Orioles and the Orioles have a really good record. So like I feel like the Rays are probably going to end up as the AL East champs, but the Yankees, dude, you can't count. Like I don't feel like anyone can really count them out yet. You're 21 and 17 in the best division in baseball. Like yeah. you're you. Yeah. you you fought. You dealt with injuries to to begin the season. At least it wasn't mid season when the games are gonna actually really really matter or the end of the season. And keeping out Rodon is probably the best thing you could do because you have Garrett Cole's doing really good. Clark Schmidt has his games where he's all right, and then the games where he's ass. Nestor Cortez is obviously a great pitcher. Uh, Johnny Brito, who has been decent for you guys, and then I don't know who your fifth starter is. I think it's. I don't know who the fifth starter is, but. I think they've been pitching Garcia a little bit. Uh, I don't know, but I saw that uh, your rookie in Hamilton is doing amazing out the bullpen. Like, your bullpen has been doing all right. I don't know about Clark Schmidt and uh, – no, not Clark Schmidt, Clay Holmes and Michael King. I think one of them is hurt, right? Or are they both in the bullpen? Uh, well, what did you say? You cut out for a second. Is Clay Holmes and Michael King still in the bullpen? or I think, Or is one of them still hurt? Because I remember one of them were hurt. 
Yeah, you keep, you keep going. Uh, but no, I mean, bullpen wise, bullpen wise, it's it's tough. I mean, last year we relied on Clay Holmes a lot too, and I mean, we're not trying to put that pressure on him again this year. I mean, the wise gets hurt. I'm not sure when he's coming back. It might be soon. But I mean, that's a big. That's a big loss for the bullpen as well because I mean I know they utilize him a lot in in a lot of games. And, I mean he's usually usually pitches pretty well. So I mean losing losing him is probably hurting us too though. Uh would would I feel like when I said like the Yankees are gonna be uh Probably the th- in at the end of the year, I think the Yankees are probably going to be the third seed, like the third uh, place in the AL East. Because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the Orioles are going to be very good. This like they're going to keep this up. Like Jorge Mateo is one of the best shortstop in baseball. Ali Rutschman's the best catcher in baseball, in my opinion. Like the Orioles and the whole AL East is going to be very good. Like that, I wouldn't be surprised if four teams out of the five make the postseason. To be honest, like it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, like I said, coming into the season, I kind of seen the Orioles being second, third place. I mean, I, I knew they were going to be a te- one of the teams to beat this year. I didn't see the Rays coming out, show, like playing like they were. But uh, as, if we can get everybody back, keep everybody healthy, I think we'll at least end up in third place in the season. All right, now we're going to talk about these fucking idiots, the Mets. They suck dick. Like, they're bad. They're horrible. Like, there's no other way to put it. We had 13 games where we played the Nationals, Tigers, Rockies, and the Reds, and we're 1-7. We suck. We we blow. Like, there's no reason that we should lose seven games of eight to those teams. It's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Max Scherzer's pitching through injury. Like, we have – Single A pitchers coming up and pitching for us this, this year, like it's ridiculous. Like how you said, I was so high on this team. How you were, how you were high on the Yankees, I was so high on the Mets. I'm thinking we're gonna come in here and mop teams, but no. We have Tomas Nito still catching for some reason. He still catches some games. We have Daniel Vogelback as our DH who can't hit anything unless it's a useless solo home run. Francisco Lindor is our $300 million player, and he can't win games by himself. Like, it's ridiculous. When you pay a player $300 million, you expect them to go out there and win games on their own. If it's a one-run game, two-run game, that player needs to go out there and do something. Francisco Lindor doesn't do shit for us. He's an asshole. Like, we all suck. It's ridiculous. Like, I would honestly put the B-team Wildcats on a field Versus the New York Mets, and I promise you the the B-team Wildcats would give them a game. Like, it's ridiculous. The Mets suck. It's They they blow. Like, it's pissing me off. Brandon Nimmo is the only one that cares on that field at all times. He's the only one that goes out there every day and cares. Like, it's ridiculous. Pete Alonzo is a fat piece of shit. He's horrible. Tomas Nito, if you type in useless on Google, his fucking face will show up. Luis Guillorme is dog shit. Francisco Lindor's a bum. Mark Hanna could rot in a hole. 
and I wouldn't care. Like, this whole team is horrible. It sucks. Dick. Like, wow, I hate this team. I hate them. Both going through it this year. It's a horrible time for New for New York baseball, I'll tell you that. Horrible. Horrible. And just think, a couple weeks ago, we were hoping for a New York first New York fucking World Series. I know. And now we, the Mets ain't making the playoffs, dude. I, the Mets ain't making it. No. No way. There's no way they make playoffs, dude. I'm going to freak the fuck out. All right, well, that's the end of this episode before I fucking flip out because this team <laughs> sucks. So thank you guys for watching episode 19 of The Baseline. Tune in for episode 20 next week. Have a good one, guys. Peace.